Hello, everybody. Welcome to Political Football. My name is Dave. I'm here with Cleve and Scott. We are part of the Maddie Ice Media Network, which Cleve, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, Cleve won't let you forget we're part of the Maddie Ice Media Network. Cleve, we got the banner. Yes, sir. Membership <laughs> has its perks. That is, uh, that is awesome. Scott, how are you today? I don't have a banner. You should just get you should just get one that says Justin Fields for MVP. Put it oh. right over your head. <laughs> By the way, I don't Good know if luck. you guys I don't know if you guys check the descriptions I write for these shows, but I may have referred to him as a future MVP, both in the YouTube description and in the upcoming episode recap description. Spoiler for the listeners, I write the episode recap before uh, we do the episode. Unless Cleve starts singing Michigan J Frog, and then I go back and change it. <laughs> How much money did you lose to me? Do we know? Uh, I, for, I I do not remember the outline of the bet. I remember it was some sort of over under for Fields passing yardage, um, and I think you won because he didn't pass for that many yards because he ran for nine million. But I think we bet on that too. So did we chop? No, I think I won both. Well, there's no way he went under whatever the rushing line was. No, you took the under on the rushing. Line. Yeah, you did. Oh, okay. Then he, yeah, then you should both. Uh, you should day. both. By the way, I don't know if you guys remember who our number one quarterback selection on the uh, two million dollar best ball team we drafted, where you guys stand to win twenty five bucks each. But it is in fact Justin Fields, and we are back in first place. Nice, because that dude like is a that. monster. Good um, brief reminder: Justin Fields, Tony Pollard, Stephon Diggs. If Kyle Pitts ever gets it going, you know, I'll take us to Red Lobster. All right. Nice. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we had some uh, really good football this week. Had some uh, great election stuff happen after we went off the air as well. And so, Scott, I just want to get your opinion real quick. You know, last week when we were on the air, we were a little concerned, like, how's this going to go? What's it going to look like? But, uh Democrats hold the Senate might even expand if Cleve's boy Herschel Walker can't come through here at the end. What uh, what's your thoughts on this, Scott? Uh, so it was a lot more um, calm than I thought it would be over between you know today and when we recorded last week. I thought we would have a lot of nonsense going on. Yeah, Cleve, I don't know if you, Cleve, I don't know if you saw, but like pretty much every election denying idiot. Uh, in any sort of swing state, lost their election. That's got to make you feel kind of good. No surprise there. <laughs> really? No surprise at all? Dude, I, I mean, it's 2022, you know? Like, I, I, you know, I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked at all is is, is kind of what I got. I'm not shocked at all. Um, you I can't am. go around saying – you can't go around saying crazy shit and then people just, you know, forget, you know? I mean, I, unless unless you're Trump, like maybe he's the only one that can actually do it. Nobody else probably, can actually get away with probably, it. Probably, yeah. Okay, well, in the future, uh, political pollsters, can you guys ask Cleve his opinion because he was right the entire time. Yes, so he was. <laughs> he might have been wrong about DK Metcalf, but he was right about this election. So yes, I was. <laughs> All right. So the first game here, going back to uh, last Thursday, a game that. Uh, Cleveland Maddie Ice are giving me a bunch of shit for even bothering to turn on and watch. Was the was the Falcons fifteen and the Panthers twenty five, and they were right. There was not much in this game, um, unless you had action on it, which I may have done. So, 
the only thing I have to say about this game is that the Panthers won, but it doesn't matter, which we'll talk about in the next game. Cleve, if Baker Mayfield and Sam Donald are both healthy, who should the Panthers start going forward? Mm, I mean, I, I'm a, you know, I'm a Baker guy, but God, that's awful. Uh, I'll take Baker. I'll take Baker. Scott? Um, They should start the one that's going to get the most uh, in a potential trade at the end of the season, and that, to me, might be Darnold. Well, they announced the starting Baker. Yeah, I know, but – Baker, it's like at this point, Baker is what Baker is. Um, I'm not saying that you can you can reclaim Darnold and, and turn him into something at all, but it'd be nice. It'd be nice for them to be able to flip one of those guys for something. Uh, but you know, I mean, if if Baker's starting, wouldn't don't you think DJ Moore just has to be crushed at that news? Like devastated? <laughs> yes. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you look yeah. a little frustrated at it too. <laughs> it's bad. Um, I mean, they're both yeah, not good. Yeah, yeah, they're both not good. So, like, like I've had to flip a coin. I think Baker would shake out better than because uh, isn't wasn't Sam hurt most of the year? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. just coming back. So yeah. yeah, so I mean, they're playing for nothing. But um, you know, this is this is Baker's make it or break it. After this, he's done. He's entering bust territory. Tory. Yeah, no, he'll be uh starting for the Arizona Rattlers here pretty <laughs> pretty that. soon. Uh last one of this game, Dante Foreman, 31 carries, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Uh that dude like gets a lot of uh gets a lot of carries. It holds up. He's actually he's actually pretty good. So yeah. uh for like fantasy purposes, Dante Foreman, that's about the only thing. Take away from this game. And the reason is the next game, a game played in Munich that I don't think anybody actually saw. The Seahawks 16 at the Bucks 21. Cleve, how much of this game did you see? Live. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Scott. Man. No chance. Uh, I watched probably a half. The first half. Okay. So here's the um uh here's the thing. This game was actually important. Is important for a number of reasons. The first is that the Bucks won this game, which means they are almost assuredly going to win the South now. And there is a very, very strong possibility that this was a playoff preview. This could very easily be a first-round matchup once again. There's a strong chance that the uh, Seahawks are the best wild-card team yeah. and ended up having to go to Tampa again. So that was important. Also, Julio Jones is healthy. Now, he's not Julio Julio anymore. But he was, he was healthy in the moment and at one moment in time on Sunday. But that's I mean, come on. <laughs> I'm not saying he's going to be he's going to stay healthy the rest of the time. I'm just saying that a fully healthy Julio could still catch a slant and outrun a safety to the end zone on a 31-yard touchdown. Yeah. So it's still a thing for them to have, right? It's not like uh, the Cardinals have a healthy AJ green and it does not matter. Yes. It's not right. Yeah. So a healthy Julio does, um, does matter here a little bit. Cleve, did you see the Tom Brady slip and fall interception though? <laughs> you know what? 
I mean, I think that divorce took a little steam off them. So um, I don't know what they were trying there. I don't know what the fuck they were trying. I, I was like, what is, is he going out for a pass? Is he seriously yeah. going to go out for a pass? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Shit. Just a nine route for the 45 year old Kevin Bacon looking quarterback. <laughs> took him a thousand years to just to get the four yards before he <laughs> fell. Julio could have no legs and he still would have ran that route better than Tom Brady. <laughs> That was uh Crazy. that was that was absolutely terrible. The Seahawks also in this game did not look good at all. They looked all out of sorts, um, which is important because they actually are still a favorite to make the playoffs at this point. You know, either like the Packers or the Seahawks or the Giants, like two out of the three of them kind of got to finagle their way into the playoffs here. So uh because the Rams aren't gonna do it and the Cardinals aren't gonna do it. Don't all you right. feel like Geno Smith is gonna t- revert to old Geno Smith at some point. I think there was a little bit of signs of that in that game. Like it just looked like he was out of sorts. Yeah. Regressing to the mean. Yes. The water, water is finding its level. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as to say that. I just think that, you know, being in, uh, being in Germany and being overseas, all of that, you know, trap game. Uh, I'm not going to give him that. We see that again next week, you know, and this was up I didn't I didn't consider the travel part. That's a that's a good point. Yeah. And this was up against the greatest international quarterback of all time as Tom Brady is now five and oh in four different countries. This guy's he's racking up stats, bro. It's crazy. He does. He's won NFL regular season games in the United States, in Mexico, in England, and in Germany. Did he defeat all thirty two teams? Except the Yeah, I think he Yeah, he's he beat the Patriots. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. So what they need to do next, like next year, they just need to put a game in a random country. Like, all right, we're going to Slovenia, Bucks versus whoever. What's that? I heard Australia is, is, is potentially a thing. Okay. So shout out Australia. I actually know this because my mom's in Australia right now. It is currently right now. It is 845 PM Tuesday night, East coast of the United States. It is 1145 in the morning on Wednesday in Melbourne. They got when do they even play that game? That's like playing 18 games a season because they like they get like an extra week. I have no yeah. idea. Don't know. Yeah. Look at that. Also 2-0 getting divorced. <laughs> Maddie Ice. <laughs> Network president takes a day off from recording in here uh just dunking on his uh old quarterback. Did she get spotted with like some new dude somewhere? Was it uh, Giselle? Davidson? Gotta be, right? <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Wow, that's wow. It's fucked up, man. <laughs> I saw I saw a meme. It was Pete da- a black and white photo of Pete Davidson sitting next to Marilyn Monroe when it said Pete Davidson right after he dies. Um wow. <laughs> so I thought it was pretty good. Okay. So we got the Thursday night game, which was trash out of the way. We got the Sunday morning Germany game, which nobody really watched uh live out of the way. Vikings 33 at the Bills 30 in overtime. This was the craziest game. Now, Scott, you were at the Lions-Bears game, right? I was, so I have no perspective for any of – I mean, I saw I saw the catch, and I saw some of the other stuff that went on, but like – But like as it was happening? No, no. Yeah, unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable this game. This was the game of the year by far. It'll be hard for anything to top it. This felt just like that Bills Chiefs game uh in the playoffs last year. Cleve, you've seen the Jefferson catch. Yeah, but I also seen the Diggs catch too. 
So I was going to ask you about this. In my mind, the Jefferson catch is the best catch I've ever seen. Ever. Odell's catch still. So and the reason the reason I take Jefferson first is that it was fourth, it was for fourth in the game. And it was like Odell's catch, but he was fighting another person for the ball. You guys keep forgetting with the Odell catch, he scored a touchdown inbounds with a defender draped on him. That's the greatest catch I've ever seen. Scott, anything? I I, I mean, the Odell catch was for a touchdown for a touchdown. Yeah, it's just it was an amazing catch. The thing that blew my mind wasn't so much. The only thing that that really blew my mind on the Jefferson catch was how the ball didn't touch the ground. Like, I don't. How did it, how does it not touch the ground? Right, right. There was just I think just there was more technically to the Jefferson catch than the Odell catch, and they were both just athletically insane. I mean, Jefferson jumped, I'm going to say about forty feet into the air to catch this ball. Yeah, it was I absurd. For, for and the thing is, too, Odell one is Odell when the Odell thing is three how, fingers, three yeah, fucking fingers going backwards inbounds for a touchdown. Nothing, nothing's no. topping that, bro. Nothing for a touchdown. But the thing is, is that the Jefferson catch was fourth in game. Like if they, if he doesn't catch that, the game's over. Yeah. So it might not be for a touchdown, but it was still like about as high stakes as you could, as you could possibly get. Oh, I mean, they're close. But I'm saying the Jefferson catch is up there, and the Diggs catch was sick too, Cleef. Yeah, I just I felt like Diggs was like this is the guy that took my place, you know, sort of, kind of. <laughs> Um, because I don't think Diggs was a number one when he was there, right? He wasn't number. One. I can't remember if he was a number one or not when he was. Uh, he and Thielen were sort of like one A, one B kind of. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, his catch was pretty. He high pointed it one hand and and brought it down. I I love catches like that because it shows fearlessness that you that you're gonna get hit, possibly or something you know worse. Um, and you you have presence of mind to bring the ball down. The Jefferson catch in traffic. I'll give up. I'll give it that because it was what three guys on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But what one guy just had the ball. Yeah, <laughs> like it was yeah, intercepted. Well, he, yeah, he had to fight for it. So again, you know, when it comes to these catches, like the Tyree Helmet catch, those catches is like it's it's an important catch. I get it. I I just think the Odell for sheer athleticism. I've never seen somebody hit the sideline like that and stay in bounds three three fingers and falling backwards is bananas. Yeah, I mean the the Odell the Odell um uh play was great, but to me the 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 Jefferson catch was was somehow even better. Now I I sort of wrote down what happened here at the end of this game in case any listeners don't know where they forgot because so much happened here. Okay, the Vikings are down twenty seven to twenty three. They have the ball like on the goal line. Dalvin Cook fumbles and Buffalo recovers, but Buffalo was offside. So then on the fourth down play, Kirk Cousins runs a quarterback sneak, doesn't make it, finishes. I mean, he was like half an inch short of the goal line. They got the call right in real time. An amazing call by the official, about the only time that happened this week at all. (laughs) So then the Bills get the ball back. And I say out loud to nobody because Mega was traveling and the Cats don't care. I say, I don't know if they should run a sneak with Josh Allen. He's got the hurt elbow. Should they put Keenum in the game? But I, I wasn't like making a prediction. I was just like talking out loud, kind of. And then Josh Allen fumbles the snap on the on the QB sneak to get off the goal line because they can't, you know, take a knee. Of course, it'll be a safety. And the Vikings recover in the end zone for a touchdown. 
So now the Vikings are up uh, 30 to 27 with 41 seconds left. The Bills have no timeouts. The Bills do a reverse Chiefs, march down the field, kick the field goal as time expires, 30 to 30. Overtime, toss the coin. Vikings get the ball, march down the field, and then they take a terrible holding penalty to move them back. They have to kick the field goal instead of going for it like Mike McCarthy. The Bills get the ball, march down, need a touchdown on a win, and Josh Allen throws a second terrible interception in the end zone to Patrick Peterson to seal the game. And all this happened in like 17 minutes of real time. <laughs> like it was it was insane. It felt it felt like playoff hockey. Mm. It was it was absolutely nuts how how this happened. Now, how did Josh Allen play? Because we didn't know who's gonna start the game. He goes 29 to 43, 330 yards, one touchdown, two picks, six carries for 84 yards, and he can't feel his arm. Pretty good, Cleef. And he, and he made an ill-advised tackle. To I was like, well, what are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah. I mean, the guy's already down. He's on the ground. And then um, yeah. <laughs> Josh Allen's going to, like, Jump on top of him with his with his broke with his broke elbow, absolutely terrible. Then getting to Ben's point about uh, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson goes ten catches, one hundred ninety three yards, and a touchdown. If they like, if I was king of America, I might just declare this game the Super Bowl, the Vikings champs, and just restart a new season immediately this coming week <laughs> and play it out like normal. But it's only eight games long. I mean, was this game, this game was insane. Those game last year. What's that? Was it really, was it as good as that game was last year? No, I don't. I wouldn't. The the ending of it was, I think, even crazier. But the but it was crazier because it was so inept. Like Cousins can't get the quarterback sneak, and then Allen fumbles on the goal line. Yeah. Whereas the Bills Chiefs was just a nonstop insane. Tyreek sixty seven turning on the Jets. Mahomes thirteen seconds. Gabe Davis four touchdowns. It was great because it was perfect. Yeah. This game was great because it was like just mistakes everywhere. It's but it was still chaos. Yeah, but it was still it was still incredible. Uh, the Bills started the day as the number one city in the AFC. Cleve, they are now the three. They are now the third place team in the AFC East. I mean, same outcome would have happened if if Josh didn't play. You know, you mean they they lose? Yeah, like I wouldn't I wouldn't have played them. To be honest with you, you know how important was that game for them? Yeah, I mean, I was I was going back and forth on that. I Scott, last week you were you were saying that this injury could be his. Uh, I said that basically he just really smashed up his funny bone. You were saying that that injury could be even more serious than that. Were you shocked that he played this week? I was a little surprised he played. Um, it says ulnar collateral ligament, and it is it is like the Tommy John ligament yeah. type deal. Uh, it's hard to throw a football with with issues. Try, yeah, yeah. Try to squeeze. You'll feel it. You'll feel that 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 tendon rolling around there. Like yeah, feel your elbow. Feel your elbow. Like your like where your funny bone is. And you squeeze. So trying to grip a football. Oh yeah, yeah. Try to grip a football doing that when that's probably shooting through your shoulder. And, and so he was he was shot up with painkillers. Fuck yeah, he was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but some of it's like, um, yeah, it's skittles. You can't you can't fake the whole grip strength thing. So that's no. why I thought he would he would likely not play. Is give him a little time for that to recover that nerve to recover a little bit. But mm. you know. Um, <laughs> 
he's a big dude. He, I'm sure he wanted to play. And then in some ways, you know, it's hard to, sometimes you gotta, you gotta save these guys from themselves. Absolutely. Um, you know, what, one thing I, one last thing I do want to mention in this game, because this is a theme this week, the bills were up 27 to 10 in the second half. So they did, they did blow this game. I mean, they, they had it fully under control. And they let Dalvin Cook get like an 83-yard rushing touchdown. And from there, it was just a disaster. Um, well, this is, I mean, this is going to be potentially playoff significant. Think yeah. about the weather in Buffalo come playoff time as opposed to the weather in Miami. Mm-hmm. And what would what would the what would how do the Dolphins look having to go to Buffalo to play in the playoffs as opposed to at home? It's, it's significant. I don't know how. Mm-hmm. You know, at this much or at this time, we have no idea, but it could be, could be, uh, you know, it could be. And nobody wants to have to go through Arrowhead again. Yeah. No. And that's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Chiefs were the winners of this game. Yeah. Because this this helps like make up for them losing to Buffalo uh, straight up. All right. Next game, Lions 31, Bears 30. So in my notes I make on Wednesdays about the upcoming games, I said, did Justin Fields continue his rampage and murder the Lions? <laughs> well, he continued the rampage, but the Lions won the game, so they weren't murdered. Uh, Scott, before I uh, give Justin Fields' stat line, you were at this game live and in person. While it was happening, how many rushing yards did you think Justin Fields had in this game? How many do I did I think? I was paying attention specifically to him running, so I knew. But um, how, how, many, would you, how many did it feel like he had? Uh, he had two pretty good, uh, two, uh, he had the one long run. Mm-hmm. It felt like he had 150 plus. He had like 60 yards on their first drive. Yeah. Rushing. Yep. And it was like, okay. So if going into the game, I'm trying to pay attention to what the lions are doing to stop the bears and the, and the, they're, they're running so many designed runs for him now. I don't know how teams are going to stop that. They're going to figure out how to do it. But right now, I don't think anybody's prepared to stop um, the the design runs they're they're doing with him. And he's you so just, fast. You just put a spot. Yeah. Honestly, they have nothing else. Yeah, you put a spy on him, though. I mean, uh, when quarterbacks run, to me, unless you're Lamar or, or Vic, I just get a little – I. I I just, I'm waiting for like the big hit. Yeah. You know, I'm waiting for that yeah. big hit because I like my quarterbacks, you know, mobile, but I want them to be able to throw it down either. Like when you pull it down, you're a runner. And uh, so you saw what happened with Tua. So the problem, the problem with trying to spy Justin Fields is that one, it's not just him scrambling. It's the designed running plays that he's Better so good at. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. He is uh, a monster on these runs. And also he is huge. He's 6'3", 227. So who do you spy him with? If it's a linebacker, he'll run around him. If it's a corner, he will go over him. As yeah. we saw in one of these touchdowns, Deshaun Elliott, a safety for the Lions, met him at the goal line and left the game with a concussion. Yeah. Right. I he mean, ran over him like Derrick Henry. I would say what I was saying about spying is what you do to um on Kyler Murray, right? You cut off the edges yep. and force, force him to stay inside. So you, you have, have you, you have linebackers and defensive play. ends that are that could eat that edge. Yeah, so you have to you have to ask them not to to rush wide. You have to ask them to Correct. not yes. get too far up the field. 
And then your second level players have to be super disciplined because if you give him a lane to run to, he's gone. As he's shown yeah. you for two weeks, he's going to be gone. Yeah. And one thing too, and this goes back to the draft process that at point I was kept trying to hammer home. We're talking about Justin Fields is just how fast he is. And you saw it on the 80 yard zone read touchdown that he had this week. Jeff Okuda, had no hope of catching him. No. They could have run another 30 miles, and Okuda is not catching up to him. I mean, yeah, as soon just... as he cut that off, as soon as he cut it up the field, it was like he is gone. Yes. And, you know, that's not true of a lot of rushing quarterbacks, right? That's only true of a couple of them, where, like, defensive backs can't run them down. Lamar, yeah. Kyler, right? Josh Allen gets caught from behind by a defensive back. Well, I think Kyler yeah. does, too. Yeah, he does. I think at this mm. point in time, there's there are two guys who are running away from everybody in its fields and, and Lamar. Right. But and, and and Willis if he uh gets going. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. teams have figured out how to defend <laughs> Lamar to force mm-hmm. him to throw. Yep. And they will with, with fields too. Yeah, the dif- the difference is that Lamar is a is an efficient passer and fields yeah. is not there not quite yet. yet. Not yet. But Kind of like with Josh Allen, it's like, okay, well, once Fields gets this down, this is going to be an issue. And we saw Lamar, once he got it down his second year, he was NFL MVP. And that's why I'm making the prediction right now that Justin Fields will one day win an NFL MVP. It will not be this year or next, but one year he's going to. He has to improve significantly as a passer. Uh, The one thing that was hopeful watching it live was that when he did, like, not on the design stuff, but when he did drop back to pass and and when he had to leave the pocket his first his his and this is what he did at Ohio State which you know good or bad he didn't want to leave the pocket right away it wasn't like okay pressure i'm leaving my eye, my eyes are now i'm no longer looking to pass i'm running he didn't do that which to me is a it's a very good thing that he's still trying to attack downfield throwing while on the move, it's just, uh, I mean, he had it like a, he had like 160 yards passing and 60 of them came on one broken play. So really, uh, you know, they didn't do much throwing the ball against the Lions. I was a little surprised, but by how little they did throwing the ball against Detroit. Yeah. Uh, but what they did, they did very successfully. Yeah. And a lot of it was because of the field's rushing threat. I mean, the only way you get Cole Komet wide open for a 50-yard touchdown, I mean, that dude is a two-by-four. He cannot move at all. And, like, the only reason he's that wide open is because of the field's rushing threat. Absolutely. they. So that was all uh, – so they, sl- they slid their, their offensive line to the left. Fields rolled to the left. And Komet just sort of releases on an angle to the right, and he just runs through their defense. Yep. And nobody picks him up. And it's like, well, that's – that's a 60-yard touchdown. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Cleve, in this game, the Bears were up 24 to 10 in the fourth quarter, and they lost this game because of mistakes. And they made mistakes because the Bears are not a good team, right? So they uh have a bad defensive penalty and a third down stop, which then uh the very next play, DeAndre Swift touchdown rush. Uh Swift is on our team. How bad uh, was, how bad of a call was that? Because it was hard to tell. I mean, just given what we saw the rest of the week, I'm going to say it was a terrible call. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to play the odds and say and say it was awful. Um, and then Fields did throw a horrendous pick six. To I mean, a just truly awful pick six. Um, 
like if Zach Wilson did it, we'd be clowning him forever. I mean, it was a really bad pick six. Um, and then when the Bears scored again, Alex had 24, the Bears scored again. They missed the extra point to go up 31-24. So the Lions scored a touchdown, kicked the extra point. Lions win 31-30. to So you had all these mistakes adding up for the Bears because the Bears aren't good, but Fields is good. Um, ben says uh, Hutch, Hutch looked really good. Uh, how good does he, he look? Hutchinson had a fantastic game. He had a stop on a fourth on a third and goal from like the one yard line where he did the Lavar Arrington. He like jumped over the top, one hand clothesline the running back. That, that play was incredible. He didn't jump over the top. He came from he came from the uh the oh, far side of the alignment. That's right. He just beat the tackle and was down the line so fast it looked like he jumped over the top. It was incredible. Just the instincts to know exactly where the play was going. Yeah. And then to chase it down and make the tackle for a, a bit of a loss. This is a stunning play. Um, yep. People are getting – I don't understand it. Uh, I guess I do a little bit. When he loses, it looks bad. Like when he gets locked up, it looks bad. There's just not a lot for him to go to. But when he does stuff like that, it's like there are very few – there are very few NFL defensive ends who make that play. They're yeah, just – they're just – He's an exceedingly promising rookie. And if he was a wide receiver, everybody would be able to see it, no problem. People just don't yeah. know what they're looking at on defense. Yeah. So he's either making an amazing play or he's getting blocked. But like wide receiver, either making an amazing play, getting open, or you don't matter, right? Yes. You know, so yeah, he's he's just a really promising, a really promising young, young player. Cleve, any final thoughts on this game? Um, no, nah, I mean, I'm glad you guys pulled the win out. Yeah, uh, Scott and I were talking about this offline a little bit earlier today, but I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that that is the last one, or maybe there's only one more going forward. Because now we're picking eighth, and we need a quarterback. And I don't want to be drafting Will Levis or Tanner McKee or Tyler Van Dyke or some dust ball. I want well, I want one of the I good told ones. You, Bo Nix and Michael Penix were were the real gems of this class, and that you would stumble into getting uh, super lucky. Not be not taking these uh the Bryce Youngs and I know you're a Stroud guy, but like not taking Stroud or Young in the top five. And well, well first first of all, Cleve would tell you that Bo Nix and Michael Penix are made up people. <laughs> Isn't Bo Nix the Auburn kid? Or he is, uh, no, he's he's, he's in Oregon now. now. Oregon now, okay. But Cleve, I mean, I mean, he yeah. looks like it looks like um it it would it. It looks like what I would look like if I lost a bunch of weight and got shredded and got hair transplants and showed up with a tan. That's a terrible example, but like he looks like a totally different person. I mean, it's yeah. accurate. It, it, what you're saying is accurate. He looks like Ryan Tannehill. We've already seen this before. We don't. We don't need it again. Like Bo Nick sucks. Bo Nix has always sucks. I mean, he's in Oregon. He's putting up numbers. They're winning games, but they couldn't beat Michael Penix, who is a real person, Cleve. They couldn't beat Michael Penix or whatever. So Penix was the quarterback for Indiana a few years ago, and he's a big kid with a big arm and just no weapons for, at Indiana at all. Just none. Um, and he looks like a totally different player, just like just like Nix does. I think we have to remember with Nix that Nix beat out Malik Willis and made Malik Willis transfer. So there's something there with Nix. It so just Malik Willis worked. just cannot beat out Ryan Tannehill no matter what iteration he comes in. Uh, I'm just saying, if you're grabbing Knicks with your second-round pick 
and getting two legit premier defensive players with the two first round picks, I think that's better than than being all uh, stressed out about are we missing out on whatever quarterback, not even knowing that they're going to take a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? So I know I know what I just said is a bunch of horse shit because it doesn't mean anything <laughs> right now. Um, so I'll be quiet because yeah, I'll just just anything. real quick before we move on to the next game here. I will just say that the Jets could not have taken Sauce if they weren't picking fourth. That's true. Right? Like you gotta, so even if it's not a quarterback, you gotta be in it to to get him, right? Absolutely. So loss for me is losing out on Jalen Carter or Willie Anderson. That's yeah. gonna suck. Yeah, those dudes. These those are dudes. Right. Like, so let's go. So let's go four and thirteen. We can win one more game. Do we play the Packers again? That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and th- but then that's it. Okay. Uh, next game here, we've got the Browns 17 at the Dolphins 39. Cleve, the Dolphins kicked the living shit out of the Browns in this game. I mean, what did we expect? And I I, talk, I was talking to Matty Ice uh, last uh, a couple of days ago. Um, I got to give two of his flowers. I got to give Breaking him news. We thought yeah. it was going to be Trump announcing he's running for president, but instead <laughs> it's Cleve saying something nice about Tua, even more yeah. shocking. I got to give him his flowers. I mean, again, I'm I don't trust the arm downfield, um, for 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 big gains, but I mean he's he's damn near a technician in the flats, and and any any hard slants. Um, even even Tyreek's not having to come back for the ball anymore like that much, so you know they're syncing up pretty good, and the team looks really good with him, and they're fun to watch. Yeah, I think he's fun to watch like the way he looked at Alabama right now. Yeah. The, anticip- mm-hmm. the anticipation, um, the throwing guys open stuff. Yeah, he doesn't have a big arm, but the way he plays and how he wins, he doesn't. I loved him, Dave. You can attest to this. Yes. Um, coming out, I was pissed that the Lions didn't take him when they took Akuda. Yes, you were. You were very upset about that. You had me convinced that he was the right pick for the Lions that year as well. I, I mean. I know it's taken him some time, but and it's and this is a good lesson for everybody too. Is like you can draft a premium quarterback, a stud, and it could be a few years for it takes time. And just because you take a stud college quarterback doesn't mean it's going to work. Is Trevor Lawrence working right now? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's kind of like the where I'm where I'm at with the draft. Like, I, yeah, I'm going to fret up in, in about eight weeks. I'm going to be fretting about them winning and losing because of the, because of the draft. But right yeah. now, and I know they're all the game. We talked about this, Dave. I know I know all the games are equivalent in the end. Wins are wins, losses are losses. It doesn't matter when they happen. But you know, um, and you were and you're right about what you said earlier. And I thought about it a lot about, about the whole Campbell thing. Who cares? Doesn't matter. It's it's more like going forward. What do they have? But you know, for this group of players, getting some wins under their belt, you know. I think that's more important than than um you know kicking you know kicking everything down the road for a potential quarterback that they may not take anyway. Well, far know. be it for me to be uh, to agree with Stephen Ross on anything. But personally, I think losing games to get Joe Burrow was the most important thing for them that year they were trying to do it, right? But there is no Joe Burrow. That's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, that that we think, Facts. but remember, but remember, right? Like you, you weren't big on fields. We all thought Herbert wasn't that good. I think Bo Nick sucks. I thought Donovan McNabb was trash, and Achilles Smith going to the Hall of Fame. We all thought Josh Allen was terrible. 
Yeah, I like, referred to Josh Allen as a Civil War cannon. <laughs> I did. In the I referred box. to him as Fat Christian Ponder. Okay, like we were all oh wrong. Oh my god, we were yeah. all wrong. Yeah. So, at, at, but so, I would just rather the Lions have their choice of which quarterback to be wrong about first and foremost. Right. I'd rather be the Jets and have the chance to pass on fields for Zach Wilson than be the Patriots and have to take Mac Jones. Yes, yeah. right. Mac Jones that's, is purgatory in your cap. That's that's all I'm saying. Right. Yeah. I'd rather just have the opportunity. If they screw it up, they screw it up. But I at least want to have the opportunity uh to do it. <laughs> uh team that is not does not need to take a quarterback is the Cleveland Browns. This game was so bad for them that even Nick Chubb looked bad. He fumbled. He had a nice touchdown run, but he could not get anything going in this game. Tua, Cleve touched on this already. 25 of 32, 285 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. Um, and uh, Trent Sherfield and Alec Ingold, Cleve, those are real people, also got involved in this game too. It wasn't just Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. In fact, Tyreek was fourth on the team in receiving yards in this game. Dave, and I gotta tell you, it's so condescending when you say that to Cleve. <laughs> no, it, it's a running really gag. Funny. It's got it, it's a it's kind of <laughs> like from first season of political football. Like he'll say a name, and I'm like, that can't be a real person. <laughs> well, it's always happens like after injuries, right? Like like if we got like the, when we get to the Chargers and the receiving core, because like Mike Williams and Keenan Allen and Josh Balmer. But I'm like, yeah, they're running out DeAndre Carter and Mike Bandy. Like if I made up Mike Bandy, Cleve, would you know? No, I would I, not. I, would, I don't know who that is. <laughs> right. Right. So that's where it's. um. No, it's funny. I know. And I know it's. there's nothing. It's not that you are being condescending. It's your tone. It's just funny. It's no, super it's, funny. I actually love it because I'm like, I don't know if it's a real person or not. Like, I'm, I have to, like, really look at him. It's like, is that a fucking real person? I should. Uh, um, <laughs> Let's start Scott, making up names. Scott, we could we could we could revive Sean's old bit with Milky Waters. Milky Waters. <laughs> Uh, Bilbo Baggins could make an appearance. <laughs> Tom Bombadil caught a three-yard wow. touchdown last week. I do, but I do know who Ron Mexico is. So he just not crazy. Bilbo Baggins is playing quarterback for the Broncos right now. Um, that is what we call in the business a segue. The Broncos ten and the Titans seventeen. Cleve, if I told you before this game started that Derrick Henry would have. Uh, 19 carries for 53 yards and no touchdowns. Would the Would you know the Titans won the game? No. Would you think there was any way the Titans won the game? <laughs> no. Right. That is because the Broncos somehow shut down Derrick Henry, held the Titans to 17 points, and still lost. It is never going to get better. Just fire this guy. You think Russ is playing himself out of the Hall of Fame? You think, you think that can happen? I think it can happen because I get the impression nobody really likes him. Yeah. Yeah, stuff that's coming out is kind of weird about, about what's going on with do him. Guys, but... Do you guys think this is the most stunning thing um, in the NFL this year is what's happened in Denver? I know there's been a lot of stuff, but, like, the you rust know, stuff. Yeah, I mean, we – well, at least Dave and I thought that that was going to work out for them. I did too. Because they, I... they were kind of like – just a quarterback away, right? They're always like a quarterback away. Yeah. Yes. They still are. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I, I just, uh, again, if we just flip, if we put uh, Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson on the Bears, Matt Eberflus and Justin Fields on the Broncos, the Broncos have one loss. That's crazy. Maybe two from earlier in the year. 
but that's and they murder the Titans when the Titans only score 17. Right. They are one quarterback and one coach away, and they still are, and they owe Russ $250 million. It's you th- you think um you think Black Monday he survives? Hack it. I don't know if he gets to that point. I mean, it, it's like this is going to it is going to be over before then. Yeah, I mean, I do, honest, I do think that there was an there is an element of him trying to get Aaron Rodgers to Denver in that hire. That was I think the we were talking about this, and yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. You know, um, it is clearly not working. I, I mean, at all. It's just bizarre, and it's not like they don't have weapons. It's that they have they have good players. <laughs> You know, that's a you, you, you know who the Broncos play this week? Who's that? The Raiders. Oh, that's going to be a great Somebody's one. getting fired. We'll get to them. <laughs> it's going to be a tie. It, yeah, right? And then they both get fucking fired on a tie. They should just have Vince McMahon come out and promote this as a you lose your fired match crossover with Raw. I mean, it would fit perfectly. Oh, fired Bowl. Jesus, that's going to be an awful game. Yeah. Is that being played Thursday night? Because that would fit in. <laughs> oh yeah. No, this nice. is uh one of the three Sunday afternoon games. So God. uh the other two should be okay though. So but yeah, yeah. The Raiders Broncos 405, and it's the only 405 kick. So for like 15 minutes on a red zone, it'll be the only game going. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be that'll be a fun time. Um I saw the Jerry Judy injury when it happened. And my first thought was that is an ACL, maybe more. Cleve, did you see the Judy injury? Uh, I didn't see it actually. Non-contact. I heard he went down. Yeah. It actually actually cost Russ like a 90-yard touchdown because he would have been wide open. Non-contact goes down, grabbing at his knee. Apparently, apparently it's not serious. No surgery. He may not even miss this upcoming game. Wow. Just probably tweaked it a little bit. I don't know. It didn't look like a hyperextension, but I'm thinking maybe like that's gotta be the only thing, right? That can like have you down grabbing at it. Yeah. Rolling the pain. I mean, did he plant like like was he cutting? Or just yeah, he was like running. He was running like a corner post. He was trying to cut back to the post and he torched mm. the guy too. Yeah. Like it probably, probably was gonna be hard. a 90 yard touchdown. And what did he did he grab cut. at his knee or is that he grabbed like his knee and then his leg and then like like the whole the whole area, huh? Yeah. So, but apparently it's not it's not that serious. Which I I, I thought it was important, but maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe they're just so bad <laughs> that it doesn't it doesn't matter at all. But I just right. thought it was uh interesting that he um uh looks so injured and then apparently is not is not that injured. All right, next game here. I don't have too much to say on this except for one funny thing that happened. The Texans Texans 16 at the Giants 24. My only note I have here is that the Texans look totally helpless. Cleve, do you agree? I mean, Lovey's there to get a check. You know, like I don't I don't know what they're trying to do. Uh, they need everything. <laughs> Except running back. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> they need everything. They need everything. Do they need a quarterback? Um, yes. Davis yeah, Mills. Yeah. Davis Mills makes Bo Nix look like Joe Montana. Yeah. So there's a scenario where not not that there's any inside info, but there I I would put it at a almost no chance that they would take Bryce Young, just because of the way they have viewed um, quarterback size in the past. Well, yeah, D- Davis so, Mills has the long neck. Deshaun Watson has the long rap sheet. Yeah, <laughs> Jeez. God, so bad. 
<laughs> this that's where you could see Stroud jump um Bryce Young for to be quarterback one. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know that Houston would be interested in a super small quarterback. Yeah, that works out because Carolina clearly doesn't care. <laughs> so yeah. That could that could work out for everybody. Um we mentioned a few weeks ago the Giants had this stretch of like really easy games coming up with their bye week mixed in and they're handling business. I think at this point we need to accept the fact that Giants are probably going to be in the playoffs. I think so too. I I think having their running back as a compliment to the pass game because he hasn't you know he hasn't played much, so he's now getting to actually play and seeing what they drafted. Um, I think that's kind of telling telling us something. Um, I mean it it's weird when the Giants and the Jets win. It's weird. <laughs> I think it's good for the NFL when that happens. I, I do. Um, I, mean, I think that those are those are franchises that need to win. Um, not necessarily. They both need to win. I just it's like in hockey when it's it's when Toronto's winning or when there's Canadian teams that are doing well. I think that the giant Giants winning uh, football games and the Jets winning football games is good for business. Mm-hmm. I mean, they share a stadium, so it's always fun to go up to the Meadowlands. Um, yeah. and, you know, given the way the reps were calling the game, uh, ha- having the commanders win must be good for business too. We'll get there. <laughs> um, so if we think the Giants are going to make the playoffs, I actually think we can reasonably already know the seven playoff teams in the NFC. Reasonably, right? Injuries, whatever. But Eagles, Cowboys, Giants, 49ers, Seahawks, Bucks win their division, Vikings win theirs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it yeah. seems like, and then there's one left over, right? No, that's seven, isn't it? That uh, I'm not saying that. I did the that's three seven. in the east, the two in the west, the south and the north. That's seven. Yeah, that's seven. Yep. Yeah. So, like, the Packers are the only one that might threaten, and you know, so I think I think we, you know, would I bet that those seven are going to be the seven? Not necessarily, but right now, like, it's <clears throat> looking more locked in than it usually does two weeks before Thanksgiving yeah. for the playoffs here. My uh, only other thing on this game, this hilarious thing happened on the sideline. Uh, Cleve, I don't know if you saw this. Scott, you were at the Lions game, so I'm sure you didn't. Uh, the Giants had a false start on like a fourth and in inches, so they ended up having to punt. And so after the punt, Brian Dable, the head coach of the Giants, goes over to the offensive line group and just starts tearing them a new one. Wow. I mean, you just read his lips. I mean, just this, that, and the other. Every single four-letter word, pointing, screaming, yelling, whatever. He turns, walks away, goes back to the sideline, right? Like to see the game. And you can see him like taking a breath. You can see him like visibly calming down. Mm-hmm. He turns around and walks more slowly over to the offensive lineman again. And I'm like, is he going to apologize for like what he just <laughs> did? And he starts it again. He had to get a second win. <laughs> just, yeah, he, that's exactly what happened. I thought he's like calming down to apologize. But really, he was just getting ramped up to start launching. I mean, again, just the motherfucker, blah, 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 your mama, like just into him. And I was like, bro, aren't you seven and two? That's probably why they are. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that that it was like he is authentically what like these poser fake losers like Joe Judge and Matt Patricia want to be. Yes. He's a good coach, man. He's got the yeah, like he just is that way. But he the sideline, he's like, all right, walk Second over. <laughs> God damn it, I can't believe 
You love that. <laughs> that that was the most entertaining thing of the game. Um, next game here we have a. Uh, oh yeah, Paul makes a good point. The Giants were also winning at the time this was happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. Okay, uh, next game here. A game I thought was deceptive in a number of ways. Jaguars 17 at the Chiefs 27. The Jaguars finished plus three in turnovers and still lost. Cleve, how does that happen? I have no clue how that I don't know. Scott, do you have a thought? I didn't see it, so I don't have any real I'm not um normally I'm I'm not gonna offer much here. It's worse this week. It's just it's I got bad game. <laughs> Scott's Scott's just here to talk about the Lions draft and dunk on Dr. Oz. Every, everything else we get is gravy. Um, no, not just Dr. Oz. <laughs> okay, so the reason for this is because Doug Peterson twice punched the ball on fourth and short in Kansas City territory. Oh. Those are turnovers. Yep. So really, the Jags were only plus one, and now it makes a lot more sense. The first time, yeah. Cleve, the Jaguars opened the game with a surprise onside kick, recover it, and then pumped on fourth and two from Kansas City territory. After onside kicking? Yeah, they opened the game with a surprise onside kick. Is he like asking to get fired? Is he asking to get fired? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now, in the context of this immediate failure by the coach, Lawrence's game and Christian Kirk's game – is nowhere near as bad. They played fine for playing in Kansas City, and they probably thought they had this like aggressive, you know, game plan mindset coming in. And the coach is like fourth and two with the forty-four were punting. I mean, he was a quarterback. I know, but that's just a moronic decision. Yes, you're <laughs> yes. in Kansas City. You're not going to be. You're not going to pin them deep. Go in coffin corner with the punt, uh, and and you know. You're just that's not that's not how Kansas City rolls. You need to score points. And even if you do pin them deep, it's still Patrick Mahomes. I know he's gonna go 99 instead of <laughs> right. 40, whatever. Right. Yeah, Un- unbelievable. So uh given all this, you guys might be shocked to hear this, but on Sunday night, I did again place a bet on the Jags to win the division. Yeah. I did. It's because the Titans' upcoming schedule is hellacious. The Titans could conceivably go one and five in their next six. And the Jags have not looked that terrible. I think the Jags could get them by a game at the end. So I got plus money on it. I got it plus 220. So, you know, I would only take plus money on it, but I once again bet the Jags to win the division. So I probably could have just given the money to Cleve, but (laughs) (laughs) he he would have made better use out of it than uh, me firing on the Jaguars here. Cleve Patrick Mahomes in this game, 26 of 35, 331 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. It's going to be the MVP, bro. It's going to be How MVP. did Kadarius Tony look? Kadarius Tony, four catches, 57 yards, and a touchdown, two two runs for 33 yards. Okay. The, the thing about the thing Kadarius about coming. Mahomes is that everyone on that team has a touchdown, even the guy that just got there. Yeah. So their game plan, they're scheming up everybody. Everyone head on a swivel. I might be looking your way on this check down. Everybody's so, getting involved. Uh, Kadarius Tony played a lot in this game because Nicole Hardman wasn't there. And then yeah. Juju 
Juju got knocked out. He was doing the gang sign thing on the field. So he's gone for a couple weeks. So that left a lot of playing time available for Tony, and he did a great job with it. So a couple things here, one not serious, one more serious football thing. Cleve, did you see his celebration on his touchdown? No. So he caught. He was like wide open on the sideline from like 10 yards out, nobody near him. He catches it. He does a fake hammy pull into the end zone. Remember, because he was faking the hammy injury in New York this whole time. Jesus. So he does like the fake hammy pull, hop up and down on one leg. <laughs> in poor taste. <laughs> it, that was awesome. Not funny. <laughs> oh. And then uh, Scott. So Pat Corain, who doesn't remember which person NBC he took this thought from, so I can't attribute it correctly, but they made a really good point that the Chiefs have been constantly looking for a way to punish defenses for doing that like too high, forcing everything underneath. Yes, yes. And Kadarius Tony is a nightmare. Just get those short passes over the how middle. Are you, how do you tackle that guy? Without giving up Hardman and MVS over the top. But even when – so you throw a slant to him and you rally to the ball and you know going to the ball that you're likely not going to touch him. Right. He's just – he's such a freaky – the way he moves is so weird. Um, Yeah, I know he's perfect for – he's in a perfect situation for what his skill set is, which is I don't ask that. him to run super disciplined routes. Yep. Just get the ball in his hands. Yep. And let him then create. And that's um, that's the entire Kansas City playbook. It is now. I mean, they they're really wanting them to stay inside structure of their offense and not extend plays and and you know chuck it deep. Um, they're gonna, they're going to do very effective things with this mm-hmm. short throwing game. He Tony may Bell. also he may also be their best running back. He yeah. Because yeah. the running backs are not good, and he he could just take carries like Debo. Yeah. So I think he's going to be a very important player um, down down the stretch here. So the Chiefs, of course, winning this game, they're now in pole position to get a home field advantage in the playoffs, which is huge for them. They want everybody to go through Arrowhead, even though somehow the Bengals did last year. They'd still rather have everybody coming through them. The next game here is totally irrelevant. So in the interest of time, I'm just going to say a couple things. The Saints 10, the Steelers 20. Uh Dennis Allen is not Move Sean. Payton. <laughs> Dennis Allen is not Sean Payton. Sean Payton would have put Jameis in this game instead of sticking with Andy Dalton because there's no point in playing Andy Dalton when your offense can't move the ball. His entire thing is like game management. Yeah. When it's not working, you got to put Jameis in to wing it. Um, TJ Watt back from injury, looking good for the Steelers. And Kenny Pickett, 18 of 30 for 199, no touchdowns, no picks, but also eight carries for 51 yards and a touchdown. So this was Kenny Pickett's best game. By far, anything on this game, you guys? I, I had no dog in that fight. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think so. Okay, we're gonna skip to a, uh, the next game now, where I think that surprisingly we didn't have a dog in this fight either. Cardinals twenty-seven at the Rams seventeen. Neither quarterback started in this game. Cleve named the two quarterbacks in this game. Uh, Donald Duck and uh, Pluto. I don't know. <laughs> I know I, well, Colt. I know Colt McCoy. Is it Colt McCoy? Colt McCoy is one of them. Who and who started for the Rams? I, you said the name. I have, I have no idea who this kid is. Apparently, his name is John Wolford. I've been calling him John Wofford all week. So, wow, that should tell you everything you need to know there. 
The only thing I have to take out of this game is that Cooper Cup got a severe high ankle sprain. He's having surgery. He's on IR. And honestly, the Rams should just shut it down. Uh, yep. Paul was hitting this offline too. This should shut down Cup. This should shut down Stafford. This should shut down Bobby Wagner. There's Allen Robinson. There is no reason for them to do anything. Now, we have their first-round pick by we. I mean the Lions. We do have their first-round pick, so I would love this. <laughs> but That would be great. But even aside from that, like authentically, I think that you should shut it down. Cleve, do you agree? Yeah, I mean, you're playing for nothing. You know, yep. you're playing for nothing, and, you know, Cup's not going to be back. Stafford is banged up. Yeah. You know. Is Aaron Donald just done? Like, so the other thing I wrote down here is that they should take the next home game let everybody know it's going to be Do- uh, Aaron Donald's last game. It is threw it up huge. Yeah. Huge tribute. Everybody wear their thing, like their Donald jerseys. And like, it's his last game. It's the next home game because he wants to retire. And then that's it. And he just walks off, could win or lose. Out. He could have went out on top, man. Got greedy. He tried to. <laughs> Got greedy. <laughs> he tried. <laughs> Got greedy, bro. Yeah. So, um, Scott, anything to say about the Cardinals? Um, not necessarily. Uh, are they getting a little healthier? Is Hollywood coming back? Like, yes. Soon? Thanksgiving um, weekend, I think. It'll be really interesting to see what that offense looks like with Hopkins and Hollywood Brown and Rondale Moore, I guess, for that matter. But that offense could be pretty damn good. Yeah, except they're coached by handsome Nathaniel Hackett. So I don't think it's going to matter. Know, I mean, it, yes, the coaching is a disaster. Isn't I am King, not isn't a Kingsbury? Arthur Murray guy at all. Yeah, he's handsome. Oh. He's just a terrible coach. Yeah. Kingsbury? Yeah. Yeah, he, he's it's not working. It's not gonna work. He's yep. gone too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's getting he's getting uh he's getting the hammer here pretty soon. Speaking of coaches about to get the hammer, Cleve, uh let's say that you were a 15-year offensive coordinator in your second stint as a head coach. You traded two first-round picks for the best wide receiver in the game, and then you lost the game to a TV analyst. What would you do? I would find them on the field, 50-yard line. <laughs> you know how I do. 50-yard line, I'm picking out seat number 420. Come down and fire this guy, whoever's in seat <laughs> number 420. Uh, so that was my thought, too, is that how does – McDaniels survived survived this Colts 25 Raiders 20. Jesus. However, Jim Rome of all people made an actually like really good salient point. Was it just trolling people? He made the point that because Mark Davis isn't like that rich compared to the other owners, he might not be in a position to be paying John Gruden and Josh McDaniels to not be coaching the team and paying the new guy. Oh, I think it's a totally reasonable thing. I mean, they were cash crunched last year. Yeah. They legit. Like, it's a problem. They should have kept their. What's the guy, special teams coach? Rich Bisaccio. Yeah. Yeah. He he coached them second playoff game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Should have just kept him. You would have got him on the cheap. Yeah. You would have got him on the cheap. The thing that's so amazing about this is Jeff Saturday, as a. As a analyst on Get Up of the week before the game, two weeks before that, he had a tweet, and all it said was Raiders look terrible. Yeah. Then he comes out in his first game of a, a coaching ever. He's only ever been a high school coach. Beats the Raiders. The thing is, the Colts got to play, got to start Matt Ryan in this game, and you know Frank Reich was at home with the special K watching this game, just furious that <laughs> Matt Ryan got to play. 
I mean, raisin bran. <laughs> yeah. You know what? And I, I said this yesterday. Um, and again, you know me from the um the off offline chatter that we've had. I'm I'm rooting for Jeff Saturday, not because of you know, I I, I get the Rooney Rule thing. I, I I get all of that. I'm rooting for him because it just it goes to show you that these jobs are coveted, that these jobs are special, right? But it doesn't take a, a genius to put together a game plan. The guy played center, right? Cerebral yeah. position. Yep. The offensive line looked amazing that got that sprung leaks for uh, uh for uh, Taylor to you know get his run on yeah. so and then you're playing a, a team that's there's dog shit at best yeah. you, you're gonna lose this I thought he was gonna be fired 10 o'clock Monday morning I, I was waiting for like the special breaking news I, or some shit I'm like how do you survive that but, yeah I I'm with Rome I don't think they can afford it wow that's whew. How bad thing is gonna get there? I mean, when Derek Carr is crying on TV, that not not everybody's all in. That that's damning. Yes, and I think so. I'm watching them on Hard Knocks a few years ago. Remember Antonio Brown had the frozen feet or whatever that yeah. season. Derek Carr doesn't seem to be the type type to be crying because he's so frustrated with his teammates. No, I don't think it's that the team isn't buying into the coach. I think he has issues going above him, right? I think he has issues with the coach. I think he probably liked John Gruden. He probably doesn't like Josh McDaniels because I don't think anybody does. Well, the like, thing with, it's just, yeah. The thing with Gruden, Gruden, Gruden always made him sing for his supper. He always made a fact he wasn't that great. He wasn't that good. You're not really my guy. I just kind of have you around. You know, maybe that's the dynamic that, that worked for them. But here's the thing. You look worse with, Adams, like you didn't have Adams last year. You guys did yeah. okay last year. You got a stud in the building, and you can't produce shit. Are you yeah. serious? Well, and how that's big a, of a thing is Darren Waller missing? I mean, how much? Like that? No Waller, no Hunter Renfro. Uh, you know what I mean? Like all of his previous comfort zone players, kind of the guys that he's developed chemistry with, are missing. And I'm sure teams are just are double are just clamping Adams. Yeah. But, but it doesn't matter. Adams can still get his. Right. I know. A- Adams had nobody with him in Green Bay either. Like yeah. Adams can't yeah. be he's open. He's mm-hmm. always open. And if he's not he, open, throw it to him. He's open. It's 7 Eleven. He's yes. He yes. Just, he's, he just texts me he's open. Yes. He, <laughs> Devontae yeah. Adams, when he shoved that photographer, was like, I'm open. And shoved him. <laughs> right. Devontae Adams is mad at the Taco Bell in his house because they're not always open. He's like, I'm always open. How come you're not always open? Right? He's open. Throw him the ball. And he produced in this game as well. I think top to bottom, there's a huge problem with this team. And I think the wheels could fall off here. And the Raiders are actually, they have their own first round pick, right, Scott? Yes, they do. They could be picking first. Going to be hard to run down Houston, but the Raiders could be picking first. Yep. Yep. And there's a scenario where, what do you do? Like, would they take a quarterback? Probably not. You know what I would do if I were them? I sincerely, if, straight out. If the other team, if the other team would go for this, which I don't think they would at this point, I would trade the number one overall pick to Jacksonville for Trevor Lawrence and put wow. Trevor with Devontae Adams. But, mm. Wow! Why would? Wow! <laughs> okay. 
And the only reason I say that is because Doug Peterson didn't draft Trevor Lawrence. So maybe yeah. he's like, well, now I can go get my own guy or yeah. something like that. I would not do that if I were Jacksonville. I'm just saying like thinking like outside the box for no, what the Raiders could do. Yeah. No, it's it's uh, it's a reasonable thing. Yeah. Yeah. With that first offer. Or they could trade their seventh round pick for Russ. <laughs> do that too. Um, all right. So that's the, the Colts and the Raiders. I'm sure next week we'll talk about Jeff Saturday losing by 300 real quick. Oh, the Colts host the Eagles next week. So... <laughs> the the honeymoon is over, uh, Coach Saturday. All right, uh, Cowboys 28 and the Packers 31. The Cowboys blow a 28-14 fourth quarter lead to lose this game. Uh, Cleve, did you see the decision by Mike McCarthy to go for it in the overtime there? Yeah, so I'm going to the shed and come out with that bullshit. Oh, he actually came up with the right with the right with the right decision. Yeah. But he's the type of person where it's the right thing to do, but it didn't work, so he will never do it again. It's it's over. Yeah. Uh, Denny Carter had a great tweet. He said that next week the Cowboys are going to punt on third down just to try to balance the scales a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fuck he'll never that. do it again. But it was it was easily the correct thing to do. Like you can't just kick a field goal and give the ball to Aaron Rodgers in Lambo. You're going to lose. Yes. <laughs> Uh, uh, Cleve, Tony Pollard, 22 carries for 115 yards of one touchdown. Do you think Zeke will be able to get his shift off at Aldi to play in the Thanksgiving Day game? I think Jer, Jer likes him a lot. Jer says, I paid him, and he, I'm going to play him till the wheels fall off. But no one looking at that, looking at Pollard and, and Zeke, and you can't, I don't know, like, what, it, like, sw- make the switch. Pollard is sick. Yeah, make the switch. That dude throws some incredible cuts yep. out there on the field. Switch, dude. Like, <laughs> so I, I think thing. I with it. McCarthy going for it, not making it, and then them not being able to run out the clock with the two touchdown lead in the fourth quarter, they're going to go back to not going for it and playing Zeke. And this loss is actually going to cause me to lose a game that matters down the line. They got to justify. What is it? Ninety-eight million they gave him. Yeah. He, he strapped. He, I mean, Pollard he's, he's is an anchor. He's an anchor. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Zeke looks <laughs> Zeke looks slow and heavy. And I'm not saying he's overweight. He just doesn't. He, there's not a lot of life left. Yeah. There's, there's no wiggle, as Dave says. There's no wiggle. Yeah. And Pollard's <laughs> got it all going. Yes. Yes. Uh, speaking of somebody who has it all going, CD Lamb in this game, Cleve, 11 catches, 150 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah. That dude is also for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that guy is is the real deal wide receiver. And then Scott, finally, finally, we see Christian Watson on the field. Now, Cleve, you might recall Christian Watson from week one or two. He absolutely blowtorched Patrick Peterson and beat up for a seven-time-year TD and then just straight up dropped the ball, right? Yep, I remember that. Uh, in this game, I didn't even write the stats down. He had three touchdowns and at least 140 yards. He had four total catches. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, four catches, 140, 160, somewhere in there, yeah. three touchdowns. But the hands thing and the drops are not going away. He had a his, his drop rate at North should have been four State touchdowns. Huge. He dropped uh, another one in this game. Did he? Yeah, th- nobody remembers it though because he caught three other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's it's a problem, and we've seen Rogers. Uh, <laughs> Rodgers is is that guy who, if you drop a pass, he's just not going back to you. Yeah, he'll run in gassers. 
<laughs> but get out but here, Watson man. was so good in this game, I don't think Rodgers could go away from him now. Because who else is going to go to? Alan Lazard? Yeah, I mean, who's left? Yeah, because Rome, Romeo Dubs is out with uh, Dubs out is for out. a while. I think Cobb is returning. Um, Lazard, I think, is just uh, – Lazard is just a possession guy at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, if Watson's going to save that offense right now, I mean, he's – you know, he is a – he's an athletic freak. Cleve, if you were a fan of the Packers and they stopped throwing at this 21-year-old super-fast rookie to give targets to Randall Cobb, how quickly would you find a new team? I mean, I mean, every <laughs> – yeah, it's – I don't I don't get I mean I get the connection because they they've shared the you know the, the you know they've shared the whatever but I just don't get it that Cobb is still even playing in the NFL and playing for the Packers. I just it's don't bizarre. Get it. Yep. Yeah, no, I uh um I don't get it with that either. I also don't think this matters for the Packers. I think they're done. I don't think they're like mount some rush to uh to uh to get up there. My sister said he's way more explosive. <laughs> She's a Cowboys fan. Oh, talking about uh uh Tony Pollard. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah we, oh yeah. yeah. We we talked today and she 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 said exactly what I said. That's I, I took her take. She's like, I don't know what Jerry's looking at, but she's like Jerry's his own worst enemy because he's even when he, even when he's asked, he's like, "Hey, you know, we're gonna get Zeke the ball, we're gonna feed him." I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's the whole uh, sunk cost thing with that. I mean, but the cost was, is already sunk. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's the problem is that he's he's caught, uh, you know, in the idea that he's paid this guy, so so they got to get something out of him. Uh. Uh-uh. Yep. I'm gonna run him till he's done. Till he's right. done. Like continuing to play Zeke is like rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. And playing Tony Pollard is like playing Tony Pollard. So I don't understand why you wouldn't just do that. Because Pollard yeah, I mean, is playing Tony Pollard might be avoiding the fucking iceberg. <laughs> no. Pollard would just phase through the iceberg like the flash and just come out the other side. Uh, also, we do have Tony Pollard on our uh, potential two million and twenty five dollar winning team as well. All right, uh, two games, two games left. Chargers sixteen at the Forty ers twenty two. I actually don't have much for this game just because the Forty ers were very inefficient. They kicked five field goals and scored one touchdown. Uh, they look like Michigan versus Indiana, but they won the game. They were in charge. Not for the whole way, but even when the Chargers were leading, it didn't it never felt like the Chargers were going to win. We're going to win this game. Uh, to me, one thing I did notice, Cleve, is that Justin Herbert is not getting it near enough credit for being as good as he is. Yeah. If Jared Goof or Carson Wentz were the quarterback of the Chargers, they'd be one and eight right now. Mm-hmm. And he's yeah. playing hurt. He's playing. I yeah. think he still has a ribbit that rib injury. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just don't have weapons. I mean, they're yeah. missing Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, and you know. Option A is is Josh Palmer, and he's fine as a number three. But you know, uh, yeah, they and yeah. and they don't have Rashawn Slater. Yep, right. Well, you can't you miss one of the best tackles in football, and you know yeah. that's going to be important as well. So I think this is going to be a lost year for the Chargers, which kind of sucks for them because Austin Eckler is thirty now. They've lost so many years. It seems like every year is a lost year with the injuries and just it's yeah. never ending. Well, last yeah. year they had a chance. They decided to not tackle Josh Jacobs ever in the last <laughs> yeah. last last game of the season. So uh, the 49ers, though, while they were inefficient in this game, you could just see 
how this is going to work. And in my opinion, now the 49ers are clearly the second best team in the NFC. Beyond Philly? Yeah. 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 They're if they, if their defense gets healthy, even with Jimmy G at quarterback, this is a team that can win the Super Bowl, Cleve. Wow. Yeah. You said it here. Yeah. I mean, they made it to the AFC title game last year with Jimmy G and no Christian McCaffrey. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, and Elijah Mitchell came back in this game looking perfectly fine. He could be the between the twenties guy. They could just save McCaffrey for red zone, third down, passing downs. Yeah, and that's where he's like a night. Yeah, he's yes. electric. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. Okay, and the last game here, the Monday Nighter, the Commanders thirty-two at the Eagles twenty-one. So, I'm sure everybody listening, uh, maybe not our listener in the UK. Hello, um, Pip Pip Cheerio. Um, <laughs> watches watches Scott Van Pelt, uh, you know his Sports Center show, and they do a thing called Bad Beats, where they talk about how you know the different you lose your bets based on what happens at the end of the games, that sort of thing. Well, on DraftKings Showdown last night, there's a term that's five hundred thousand dollars the first place, and what happened is that on the last play where they were trying to throw the ball around, Devontae Smith throws it back in the end zone, and the Commanders found it for a touchdown. The three people who were tied for first place and were each winning $183,000 a piece fell to fifth place and got replaced by three other people. They went from winning $183,000 to $30,000. Damn. No, winning winning $30,000 on a $15 bet should never be upsetting. No, that would have been upsetting. <laughs> no, I no. would be very upset. No, no. Yeah. I wouldn't have been on the show tonight. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> but do you yeah. know how you know how it would sound trying to explain to people how you're pissed that you won thirty thousand on a fifteen dollar bet? <laughs> like, but yeah, I would be despondent if yeah. <laughs> if, if that happened to me. I mean, just just beside myself. So, uh, also the people that came back to one, they weren't even in like fifth or sixth place. They were in like the hundreds. Because wow. so people had the commander's defense. I mean, they're on the road at Philly. They're not playing their defense, right? Wow. But this touchdown of fumble recovery was like seven points. They just let everybody. They went from winning like 100 bucks to winning 150000 Damn. Crazy. Couldn't yeah, so that was, that, was, that was crazy. So I did want to get that out there. Also, this was an absolute ref clown show in this one. Mixed face mask call on the on the uh, Dallas Goddard fumble that also hurt his shoulder. Goddard's out for a few weeks. Missed the face mask on that. That was a key play. And then, Cleve, did you see this roughing the passer call to end the game? Um. Uh. Well, didn't he give himself up? Like did he, you know, not to touch. I mean, Scott could, Scott's a coach. You don't don't touch him when he's in that. But don't touch the quarterback. Yeah, but it's such a weird in between thing. Like. Is he down? Do I need to touch him to to down to down him? I'm already in the process of of tackling him. I can't stop myself. It's just so weird. They have to they have to really think about that. About what? I'm not saying saying Heineken did anything bad, or you know, no, but it, they do got to no, figure it out because yeah, no, the rules there's suck. There's a loophole. The rules suck. The rules. But suck. I don't think I don't think the rule necessarily needs to apply in this case because Heineken does give himself up, but not in like. A typical situation where you expect it. He basically just quits in the middle of the play. Yeah, he knew he was going to get crushed, so he he just pretty much laid down. 
Right. And so there's a couple things with this. The first is that in the specific instance, people are saying that the hit was late from the time Heineke gave himself up. But I don't think that's fair because he's not down until he's touched. Correct. So from the second somebody touched him to the second Brandon Graham hit him was like instantaneous. There's like a nanosecond. Yeah. Right. So Graham could have easily been the first one to touch him, in which case, like, is he giving himself up? Second, Heineke flopped like crazy. Oh, yeah. He flew back like he got hit with a stone cold stunner. Like yeah, you got You got to sell it, right? <laughs> you got to sell. It. You're on the road. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, this dude could have been take, like could have been playing basketball the way he was selling. He could have been playing soccer for the Azuri. I mean, he was, uh, like he was really selling this that this that this happened here. And then thirdly, and uh, I was arguing with Paul about this uh, in the chat last night offline. Like now, quarterbacks should just angle shoot this, right? If somebody's close to hitting you, just take a knee. Absolutely. Right? If you're if you're under pressure, don't throw the ball away. Take a knee. And let him hit you. Now it's a late hit because you gave yourself up. Yep. Like, there is no universe in which this penalty should have been called. Right? Graham was not trying to light him up. He comes, He's holding himself up, sliding in. Like, he's not – he could have actually crushed him. And in hindsight, maybe he should have. Yeah. If, you, if well, you're going to get penalized. Sure. Yeah. He, yeah. Exactly. Right. Right. Like if Brandon Graham wanted to hit him as hard as he could in that situation, Heineke would still be asleep. He'd be throwing up gang signs too, right? Graham pulled up in this weird situation. The refs are like, let's just settle the game with this flag right here because the refs love to be the star of the show. So everybody – go ahead, Khalif. I only caught like the last – probably the last quarter and a half of this game. Um. What something that's always troubled me with receivers is that obviously, you know, you're running through a play, catch the ball, keep going. But when you have the first down, when you possess the first down, go the fuck down. Like he fumbled, the guy fumbled. Like, was he thinking about another move? I don't, I don't, I don't understand. Oh, the Quez Watkins Watkins fumble, yeah, the long one. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? Like, I don't, you, you have the first down, get the fuck down. So Quez Quez is a four three one guy, and he hadn't been touched yet. I think for him specifically, getting up and going is a good idea because I think that I think that um he could score. Yeah, right. He's so fast. I think that he thinks that he could score. My sister, <laughs> sister, stupid. Uh, <laughs> she was chair for them last night because uh, she wanted the Eagles to go down. Yeah, I mean, he's a Cowboys wh- fan. He's a fucking Cowboys fan. Whatever, so. whatever helps the Cowboys in their quest to lose in hilarious fashion in the playoffs. You know, <laughs> you know who else gave them? You know who else gave themselves up? Dak Prescott of that quarterback draw last year. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for watching. Hello. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. He he. Uh, um. Also gave himself up in that situation. Didn't work out. Didn't work out for him either. So I did not like the way that this game that this game ended at all. Though that's it for the uh, reviews for the games from the last week. I was just looking real quick at the schedule coming up Thursday night. Cleve Titans at Packers. That'll be a good one. Tight game. I think uh, there's a chance we just get a crazy Derrick Henry game here. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. After having 53 yards or whatever, he, he's yep. like, "Fuck that! I, I don't. I don't do that." Yeah, the Packers just played this overtime game against the Cowboys. Hard fought, high emotion. Now you get Derrick Henry three days later. Mm, I guess that being no, an issue. No. Uh, 
Bears are at the Falcons. Fields is going to do it again. <laughs> uh, we mentioned Eagles at Colts. Oh, we got the Maddie Ice, the Maddie Ice Media Bowl again. Jets at Patriots this time, Cleve. Yeah, we're gonna. That'll be a good one. Yeah. Uh, the Commanders are at the Texans. Cleve, this just cancel our red zone, and we can just watch Commanders at te- Texans on the local broadcast. Are you are you nuts to watch that? <laughs> um, the Rams are at the Saints. Another terrible game. The Browns are going to the Bills to be ritualistically sacrificed. <laughs> yeah, to a very angry Bills team. <laughs> um, I'm taking the over on the Bills team total. I don't know what it is. I think the Bills might put a fifty in this one. I think it's a trap game. I just, just when when those matchups come up, who would have thought the Commanders would beat freaking Eagles? But they they haven't really played anybody, right? But they were due for a loss, right? Because they're yeah, they're yeah, their record is not a real record, right? I don't know. Yeah, it was it, it was it was pretty authentic. But also the Bills are co- the one coming off the loss. They're fired up. They're six and three. They're not falling to six and four with the loss of the Browns at home. No. They're they're they are going to um oh, we're getting news here from Paul that uh Donald Trump has in fact announced he's officially running for president in twenty twenty four. All right, let me put the MAGA hat on. Give me one second. <laughs> Uh, wow! I, I, it begins. Yeah, just all of a sudden the Maddie Ice Media flag rolls over. It's a Trump flag. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, Panthers at Ravens. Go Ravens. The Lions are at the Giants. Sneaky shootout potential on this one. Yeah, this one could go. You could say that about uh, every single Lions game the rest of the way, except for they're just so overmatched they can't do anything. Yeah, I mean Dallas. Uh, no, but yeah, yeah, yep. Um, Raiders at Broncos. We touched on that one. Cleve, I expect you just watch that game. No red zone, just fully focused on, uh, um, focused on that one. Cowboys at Vikings. That'll be a very good game. Bengals at Steelers. No Jamar chase yet, but still the Bengals should cruise in that one. Sunday night flexed into the Sunday night game. We have the chiefs at the chargers. That'll be good. I think this might be the end of the chargers this year. I think the Chiefs might just walk in and be like, maybe next year, fellas. Yeah. This is this is it. Yeah, and then the Mike are just uh they're just too much. And then the and then the um final game, the Monday night game next week, 49ers at Cardinals. Could this be it for Cliff? Yeah, probably. That's my boy Kel, hardcore Lions fan. Hardcore Lions fan. Welcome. Welcome to the club. We've got Welcome three in. Lions yeah. fans on the show. Cleve just won't admit it yet. All right. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Cleve, because you talked about Black Monday for um, Kingsbury. Yeah. So, they've got the 49ers this week, and then Thanksgiving weekend, they host the Chargers. That could be it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I, think that, I mean, and like I said, I always say this on the show. I'm not an advocate for guys getting – fired because again it's not it's just not that one guy everyone else that came in with him goes for the most part and, the, and those families are affected but um if you have one of 32 jobs on the planet and jeff sadie can get one and, and pull a win you better fucking win the rest of your games <laughs> you i better think win I, the fucking rest of your games i think that is a fair i think that's a fair point all right so 
Thank you, everybody who joined us uh, here watching live. It's cool. I had some new faces uh, in here in the chat today. That was awesome. Thank you so much. You guys make the show so much, uh, so much better. Thank you for those of you listening on the audio podcast feed. If you are listening on audio, this is also YouTube live stream. There is a link in the show notes. You can like and subscribe to the um, uh, to the YouTube channel and get notified of when we are going live. Uh, if you're watching live right now, if you could give us a like on YouTube, uh, we would really appreciate it. That sort of thing really does help in their in their algorithm. And with Elon now screwing up Twitter, I don't know how their algorithm works anymore. So we just have to really focus on the YouTube side <laughs> and uh, um, get some get some likes over here. So we appreciate that. Once again, we are part of the Maddie Ice uh, Media Network. Cleve, any final thoughts? Nah, it's just, uh, I mean, we, we've had some good football, but the last couple of weeks, man, you can't sit there and watch the entire red zone. Like, I, my hours are going to be broken up because I don't want to see some of these games. I Scott, guess. any final words? Um, nothing, you know, nothing specific. Um, maybe start paying attention to weather because weather is going to start being uh, impactful in these games. Uh, both from a fantasy standpoint and from Dave, from, from uh, you know, the DFS type stuff, mm-hmm. um, you know, teams are going to win and lose sometimes because of weather and it's coming like Buffalo is supposed to have real bad, real bad weather this weekend. So we'll see mm. like, you know, a foot of snow kind of stuff. So we'll see wow. some stuff in that game that you don't normally see, but um, no, I mean, that's it. We're, you know, all right, last thing for me, Ben brought it up here. MSU beats Kentucky. He's referring to college basketball. It is college basketball season. It is awesome all the time, not just at the tournament. So if you're looking for something to watch, something in the background, find a college basketball game. College basketball is awesome. All right, everybody, that'll do it for us. We will see you all next week. Peace. Later. See you guys.